Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Va a tomar Stephon Dix. Además, una buena cobertura. Y en buena posición va a estar Pablo, 35. Y sigue adelante. Buenos bloqueos. Cruza medio campo. Los Jets están en la 35, en la 30. Y esto va a acabar en zona roja. Más adelante. Los Jets Eduardo Varela from ESPN Deportes Mexico on the call with Picante. that touchdown <laughs> on Monday night football between the Bills and the Jets. Love Trust it. me, we will get into that in a minute. Right now, bienvenido mi gente to the El Huddle podcast. I'm MJ Acosta Ruiz with my primo hermano, Will Selva. ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? So much to unpack. So much happened in week one. Yes. You see my t-shirt? I'm wearing a Tua t-shirt. Yeah, Don't Tua worry. Mia. We'll get the, into that as well because I was at the game. Mm-hmm. But we... I, are you okay, Will? Because I'm still recovering from all of week but, one. But let's, let's remember, though, it's week one, right? So there's I a know. lot of overreaction. I mean... So you know how this goes. Some of these teams... That did well in week one won't make the playoffs. Sure. Right? And there are some that uh, vice versa. Yeah. Right? So yeah. we have that going. Yeah. Uh, it was just amazing the way week one ended for various reasons. One of them being Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This was actually a game that in the last episode I was telling you about that I really wanted to see mm-hmm. because of all the hype and hoopla surrounding Everyone. the Jets, yeah. right? And the fact that the Bills felt like they were minimized, they were pushed to totally. the side, and the emotions, 9-11, the weather, everything. Aaron Rodgers making his debut, and then like that after four plays, it minutes. ends. Not even minutes into the game. I mean, I was... Mm-hmm. stunned mm-hmm. when I saw Aaron Rodgers on the floor. At first, I kid you not, I was like, que dramatico. Like, he's trying to give us a little dramatico, something. Yeah. A yeah. Little, and then I was See like, that, oh, initially. bleep. He's not messing around. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really... And then I was like, oh, my God. They brought out the cart. Like, every part of it... You know that there's been these spots, right, about the NFL scripts for the season? Right. I don't think any script writer would have, no. would have put that in there. Like, that is... Insane. insane insane i feel for the jets i feel for him i really do and yes this is coming from the dolphins fan here um but it's crazy you don't want to see that happen because no. all we've done for the last i don't know five six months is talk about this mm-hmm. is talk about aaron Rodgers to the jets about this new era for them this is crazy we and it's a new era beginning with zach wilson now, now for sure and and here's the thing that i'll say about zach wilson because a lot of people were hating on him because of the way he was acting right last season. And there was something about hard knocks where I felt like, okay, Mm -hmm. this guy's relatable. He's getting it now. He's maturing. And Aaron Rodgers was helping him out. Mm -hmm. And now he's the guy under center. And there are names that are being thrown around. Cam Newton's name was trending at one point in time. Come on. Um, Yeah, it's, it's a whole lot to deal with. I will say adversity builds character and i think 
for Zach Wilson last season with all of the drama, how terribly he played, and Aaron Rodgers coming in. I'm now looking forward to seeing how he rises to the occasion. How much did he glean from A.A. Ron over the past few months in that QB room mm-hmm. to have him elevate? I mean, he stepped in. You know what I really liked yesterday, though, from the sidelines was watching Demon. Garrett Wilson continuously yes. go over to Zach and hype him up, pump him up. He you could see him saying, nah, you yeah. got this. Don't worry. Almost coaching him up in certain mm-hmm. aspects from the bench. So I, I think the dynamics have changed a lot. The culture has changed a lot. Um, this is this is a call to action for mm-hmm. the Jets team. I mean, we saw what their defense this can do. This is a good My team. God. This is a yeah. good team. You saw what Brees Hall did mm-hmm. to that Bills defense. Special team stepped up. I mean, look, yes. the pieces are there. Um, and you saw the air go out of the stadium the moment that Aaron yep. Rodgers went out. But to their credit, they rallied and they rose to the occasion on a night that, I mean, had so many implications on only to your point, the emotions of the night, mm-hmm. the anniversary of 9-11. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I mean, this this played out. That was the most drama I think we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> we've seen no, no, I agree. And, and poor Coach Salah, he'd said, yeah. boy, I'm praying for a miracle, but it doesn't look good. Well, that was on Monday night. Mm-hmm. And then he addressed reporters on Tuesday. And this is what he said about the injury. Um, uh, obviously, we, we know it's torn. Uh, that's been confirmed. But uh, as far as everything else, I'll, I'll have to get back to everybody on, on the uh, rest of it. Yeah, um, we're, we are going to look through some things. But, um, but I do want to make it very clear. Uh, Zach's our quarterback. Um, we've got a lot of faith in Zach. We're really excited about his opportunity. Um, but we're, we're rolling with Zach and, um, and excited for this, uh, excited for him. And like I said, this opportunity that he's going to get. All right. So confidence in Zach. Mm-hmm. They're going to roll with Zach. I love that as they should. Right. right. I mean, this could be quite the redemption story 100%, too for 100%. Zach Wilson, yeah. considering he was the left first round pick. Are you kidding me? Like this dead. is. This is a lot, but like this is the reason why he was still there, why he was learning. So, I mean, I'm glad that that Sala gave him that vote of confidence and made it very clear. But as our insiders have been sort of talking about throughout the last um, day or so, they're going to have to add another court. Right. (laughs) No, they have to. You need to carry someone else. So we'll see who that is. But man, Mm -hmm. what a way to start the year. Yeah. What a way to start a year. And. You know, on the Bills side, conversely, mm-hmm. they've got some issues as well. Yeah, where it wasn't Josh right. Allen is playing hero ball, and playing hero ball, hero ball may actually keep them from reaching yeah. a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. We'll see. Again, yeah. week one, a lot of overreactions, but a lot of excitement, yes. right? And we're always excited to have guests. We have a guest that you and I had spoke to prior, yeah. Al Riveron, Alberto Rivero. <laughs> There we go. He, it's just the, the rolling of the R's. Got to so get good. that right. He is coming up on the other side. We talked to him about his path to get to where he did, head of officiating. And also, I'm curious about what it's like for him being at home and having to then defer to his wife and not make any hard decisions. All that's coming up on the <laughs> other side. between the Giants and the Cowboys. 
And you know what else sounds great is having an incredible guest, a guest that you and I have interviewed individually, but this is our first time collectively. But it's not just any guest. This was a, a former official and also senior vice president of officiating at the National Football League from 2017 to 2021. Also the first Latino to ever officiate a game. He's now with the ACC overseeing officials there. We have Alberto Rivera. <laughs> What's up, Alberto What's up, as I like to say? How yeah. Are you <laughs> I love your way you roll that on. Riveron, that's it. Yeah, Riveron. Uh, Al, it is uh, so good to talk to you again. Thank you for carving out the time to talk to us. Want to get into your journey, what you're doing now. Want to, though, look back when you think of your time in the NFL and the position that you held what do you think was the biggest challenge for you? Was Ooh. it the roughing the passer? Was it <laughs> deciphering it, a catch? Or <laughs> was it offensive holding? Like, what was the biggest challenge? That you look back and like, boy, I, I break out in sweats thinking about it. So how much time do you have? Like a week? Right. <laughs> okay. Let's, just, let's just start there. And, and, and remember... When I started in the office, my hair was as black as you guys <laughs> right, right there. Right, right, right. Okay? So the answer to your question is this right here. Um, <laughs> you know, well, it's, 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 they're all different, and they're all different aspects of the game. And you have to remember, whenever there's a rule change or new philosophy put in, mm -hmm. it's mainly for two reasons. Number one, safety, player safety at any level. It's always about player safety and how we can make our game safer for our players, for the players, and at the same time, stay competitive. And then number two, it's competitive advantage and disadvantage. So if you, if you look at the rules and the rule changes over the years, for example, use of the helmet, that was, uh, no pun intended, but that was huge. Uh, talk about player mm -hmm. safety. So it starts with data. It starts with data from the medical professionals, from the engineers, and then we go to some very smart people, a lot smarter than myself, but that's not saying a lot. We go to legends, we go to coaches, we go to administrators, the competition committee. We try to pull in as much information as we can. And this is really at any level. And I'm referring to the competition committee, but the NCAA does an excellent job of gathering data also. And you listen to all these very intelligent people in their fields, and then mm -hmm. you try to come up with something that makes our game safer for the players and at the same time keeps it as competitive and as exciting as it possibly can because we have the greatest game in the world. Mm -hmm. And am I biased? Yes. What's your next question? <laughs> we have the most exciting and most beautiful game in the world and we have the best coaches and athletes in the world. And we got to make sure that we are staying always on top of things and we're getting better because if you're not getting better you're getting worse you can't stay here you always have to go here you know we here on the podcast talk so much about just coming to the united states both will and i are children of immigrants out mm -hmm. you are cubano 100% oh, yeah. when i first met al and it was at one of the nfl media talent summits the moment he oh, started yeah. speaking, I was like, wait a minute. Not only do I know that he's Cubano, but he is from Miami, too. There's just a very distinct <laughs> accent about it. But the fact that you are an immigrant coming into this country and you oversaw the rules of how you put it, the most beautiful and the most important game here in the United States is not lost on us. That arc 
for you throughout your life. When you look back at that journey, I mean, what do you reflect on? First of all, you have to you have to surround yourself with the right people. And I've been very fortunate over the years, MJ, to have people take an interest in me and help me along the way and tutor me. And I mean, again, we don't have enough time to name all those people. Right. But I've always had the opportunity for people to take an interest in me since I was a child and help me along the way. And yeah, there are times where I wake up in the morning and I still go like this <laughs> and pinch myself and say, this is real. Because this has been a wild ride, a wild journey. It's given me the opportunity to meet people, sit mm -hmm. with people, talk to people, take my family all around the world, NFL Europe. Mm -hmm. This strange little ball that bounces in a whole different funny way it's allowed me to do things that I never thought I'd be able to do before. So I am, you know, one of the luckiest human beings in the world. And this game, this great game of ours mm -hmm. has allowed me the opportunity as, as, as a Hispanic to really, and I, and I consider my generation, the first generation to really know about NFL and American mm -hmm. football, mm -hmm. because we know around the world, when you say football, it means something totally different. 100%. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally different. So, I had to be very cautious when I told my mom, when I'd say, mommy, voy a jugar football. She would say, oh, el juego de los empujones. The game of <laughs> that is the perfect way to put that. it. That's a good way to put it. Perfect way. I mean, and I had to explain to her, it wasn't rugby. Right. It was American football. Yeah. So we'd, we'd go on the street mm -hmm. and we'd say, go to the Corvair and go make it down and out. Now I'm dating myself, okay? <laughs> and she would see us out there and throw this strange little thing up in the air. She had no idea. Yeah. And then growing up by the old Orange Bowl, the real Orange Bowl, that was I a treat. Right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's how I got involved in football. But again, I'm so lucky. And, and I don't lose the fact of my Hispanic heritage. I'm so proud of it. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, the opportunity to meet people, go places, that to me has been a wild ride. And I'm still riding it. Yeah, I'm still sure. riding it today with college football and the great opportunity that I have to work with the ACC, one of the premier conferences, conferences in the country. I mean, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm in the second wild ride of my life here. Right. And I right. still wake up every morning and I go, are you sure it's me? Yeah, it's uh -huh. me. No, but it's an incredible gig, and what you've done with your career is incredible. So I get why you say it's yeah. a pinch-me moment every day for you. My parents, we talked about this, and we have talked about it, mm -hmm. where my parents had no idea about football. It was right. soccer, and it was boxing. And baseball. Baseball, yeah. exactly. So how... How did you break through yeah. those sports that are so dominant in our community to be a quarterback on your high school team? Talk about it. Um, again, lucky. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the game that I picked up growing up. I was never good at any sports. This is what I <laughs> Come on, now, but you're a quarterback, though, right? Football a little bit here. It was just a teeny-weeny bit. I couldn't throw. I couldn't pitch. I couldn't kick. So maybe the fact that I picked up this ball and threw it and I threw a couple of spirals, that helped me. So I got lucky. <laughs> and then I really got into it. Um, networks, you know what TV does for us and our mm -hmm. network partners. I mean, the fact that we're on TV now all over the world. Right. I mean, I was, I was in Switzerland with my family over the spring. And they're playing, you guys are on TV over there. Wow. I'm watching NFL, replay of NFL telecast wow. in Switzerland. And where, where was I? In May. I mean, hello, mm -hmm. in Switzerland. So <laughs> we've taken, you've taken our game to an unprecedented level. 
from what you do and it's exposed it to so many people and going back to generation now my son is really has grown up with football as his first sport mm -hmm. football football not football football mm -hmm. so he lives breathes breathes eats football sleeps football and he played football in high school he was an athlete he got the genes from <laughs> Both my boys were athletes and still and and, and, he, and he still is but it's it's been an incredible journey and i don't i i can't tell you the attraction uh that's a great question will i and i have to think about that one i don't know what attracted me maybe again because i couldn't kick i couldn't pitch <laughs> and the fact that i threw a spiral one time i said oh let me stick to this one well i think part of it too and, and i'll only speak from my experience is the sort of the assimilating to the American culture and the American dream. So when my dad first came to the States uh, from Dominican Republic, it was in the Jim Kelly era for the Buffalo Bills. So that's all you would hear about. He lived in New York at the time. And to this day, his Bills are still his favorite team. We still argue about it. But for him, that was his touch point to the United States. He was already a sports fan. He was an athlete in DR, but for him coming here and seeing this man everywhere and how much mm -hmm. the people loved him in the United States, he's like, I'm going to love this too. And I already love it. So he started to learn about the American football culture. And I think it's, you can't go anywhere in the U.S. and not right. see that. But I think now to your point, Al, the way that the game is continuing to grow and the way that our community, the Latino community has really latched on the amount of players that we have now, mm -hmm. I think it really speaks to how ubiquitous the game has become and how Latinos are really making such a huge imprint. I mean, you were in charge of the rules and officiating yeah. at the highest level in the league office. A trailblazer. And talk about showing up as your full self. I remember you telling me the story about cafecito time with the commissioner at the New York office. Wait, I would imagine that? he had not had Cuban coffee before you, Al. <laughs> By the way, speaking of cafecito, we just opened, and you guys are invited. You have to come <gasps> out and see yes. this. We have the best, and I'm not being biased. I'm giving the reality, okay? It's facts. We have the best, most up-to-date, most beautiful command center in all of college sports <gasps> in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh. We just opened a brand-new command center that is absolutely incredible. And just outside the command center... We lo estrenamos la semana pasada. Brandy. We just kicked off, or was it two weeks ago? When you get in the road, just lose track. <laughs> right, yeah. So we have a cafetera. I ordered it from Amazon, you along with a little tacitas with the Cuban flag on it. So we make coffee twice a day. And then I, I say, so. okay, bring all the Americanos in here so they can have the Cuban coffee. <laughs> they, acá. All they all take a shot. They don't sleep for the whole day. Me, I'm used to it because I drink yeah, it three uh, or four times a day. Okay? Well... Will doesn't but drink coffee. We, we don't drink coffee, though, coffee. Al. I, I don't. I'm oh. sorry. I'll take his. Will, this, this is not coffee. This is special. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Al. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, the tacita, the little cup, that is the most important part because you have to make the espumita, the foam, mm -hmm. put a little bit of the coffee in there, a lot of sugar. Don't ask questions. Just drink it. It's heavenly. It will change your life. It's one of, I still can't master it. But I know a lot of people who can't, thank goodness. Uh, but it, it's something else. But it's the community part of it, to your point, too. Like, it, it, you have to take little shots of it. Otherwise, you're not going to sleep for four days. Yeah, and that's see, that, that's, and that's that my problem, part of it I is do that. Passing out the little shots to everybody, do a little cheers. It's sort of a moment, right, throughout the day. And I remember you telling me that you guys would do that in, in the league office. Probably on Sundays more than once, I would assume, Al. 
uh, Sunday morning and then right before that 815 or 820 kickoff, you have to have that shot. Right. You just have to have that <laughs> adrenaline cafecito shot. You have to. It's a must. <laughs> Al, what were some of those cultural experiences growing up that still stay with you? For example, we asked Ron Rivera about it, and he was talking about Christmas and what it meant for him, La Noche Buena, you know, mm-hmm, those sorts mm-hmm. of traditions. What were some of those cultural experiences that you remember from your time growing up to now that sticks with you? Thanksgiving. Oh. Thanksgiving oh, okay. is the day for football. And when I went to a la casa de los viejos, my mom's family, okay, the old people's houses, okay, uh, just trying to find, you know, forget cable, you're getting two or three over the air channels and trying to figure it oh out gosh. if you can watch that and people looking at you like, what's he doing? Get the haciendo loco ese? Okay. Um, and now, you know, X amount of years later, I won't tell you how much later because then I'll tell you how old I am. <laughs> now, being in, I was actually home when I retired. I was actually home for the first time in like 14 years on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. And I wow. realized, wow. wow, this is really cool. I'm home. Having my son here with about four or five of his buddies watching football, and I'm watching football from a totally different perspective. I had to stand behind the couch and say, I'm watching fans and I'm not worried about the ruling on the field. <laughs> and I'm kind not of liberating. And I, oh, it was great. And I'm not concerned <laughs> about that Monday morning, in this case, that Friday morning call right. from some head coach telling me what happened now. Right. But MJ, watching that was really a cultural experience. My dad came over. My dad lives across the street, three houses down. Of course. He came yeah. over and I said, wow. There's my father, myself, and now my son. We're watching TV. That was a moment for me. Wow. That was really a moment. That was very really cool. That is cool. You know, like for Thanksgiving yeah. and MJ, we haven't really touched upon this, but Al, you brought it up. Well, like, it's a work thanks- day for us. <laughs> right. No, exactly. But but it Thanksgiving, yeah. the, the meal that we would have. So we would have all the, the fixings, right? You'd have mashed potatoes, the turkey. Stuffing. But we would also have... Since we're Nicaraguan, gallo pinto. So we'd yeah. have beans and rice. We had rice and, and beans. And for a lot of people, that was like a weird oh, yeah. side to have. But that was very normal for us. No, the meal's not complete without it. Yeah. Did you have that exactly. at your Thanksgiving meals? We had yucas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yuca? We too? had yeah. yuca, arroz, yeah. frijoles negro. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of that. And then there was the turkey. That's and right, right, right. The turkey, right. the turkey on the side. Y los arroz, frijoles negro y el puerco. Thank you. We had pork penne. That's what we call no, it. We never had that. Penne. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not even. I've never made one on my own. I've only assisted on it, so I won't have the first time you try it be mine on my A own. Bad one. Okay. But if my mom comes, it's happening, and I got you. Uh, but it is like you. We start to infuse our own things into it, um, and it makes it, it. It makes it just that much more fun, and it's our own version of the tradition. Um, but Al, I love that that you had the because we talk about it all the time. We're like holidays. We don't know her. What is that? Right. Like you, if Especially you're in football, yeah. that's just what it is. That is your life. And you become so accustomed to it also. I think my parents finally, after almost 15 years, stopped asking like, so are you going to come home? The answer is no. You guys can come to me if you like. My mom I may or may not thinks. be home, but my I'm mom not still be there. doesn't, yes, no, doesn't never, know what I do. They'll never be over. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the evolution, not just of like your career and your arc, but even the evolution of the game. So now, Al, as you're watching it, 
from the other side, at least at the NFL level, because collegiately you're still very much in it, and you get to sort of see it from a different perspective, given all of the things that have been added to officiating, the technology, all the different cameras, mm -hmm. you have angles from everywhere. How do you see officiating evolve even more in the, in the coming years? So, MJ, you have to think that coaches, even though sometimes they tell you they are, they're good, that, that they're perfect, they're going to make mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Players, we know, make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Officials are going to make mistakes. Sure. We know how far replay has gotten. We understand that technology is incredible. And I heard years ago when I was in the competition committee, somebody said, well, maybe we'll tell the networks not to replay it in slow motion. <laughs> well, how okay. can I ask the NFL Network or another one of our broadcast partners or in the ACC right now, ESPN or Raycom or any of those people not to use the technology that's at hand and afforded to them. Mm -hmm. Because again, that's what brings the fans in. That's what keeps us going yeah. forward because we're getting better. What is it doing to officiating? Boy, we got to get better. And I will tell you at the NFL level and at the collegiate level, our gals and guys are good. Yeah. You tell me another job. If you're a boss where you have an employee where under those circumstances, they make the right decisions in the high 90s, over 97 or 98% of the time, are you going to retain that employee? No. The answer is? No. no. Yes. If they don't yes. do they it, want, they don't you do have it. to. Right? Yeah. yeah. These, these, this is how good these people are. Right. They go through a lot of training. These gals and guys go through a lot of training. And... You rarely see, oh, what a great call on the field. Well, we know that doesn't keep <laughs> it going. It's, we saw it last night. It yeah. was conversation on a certain block, which was a great no call, by the way. Now I'm putting on my other hat. He said it. Was it. A great no -call. There we go. <laughs> In real time, that was a great no call. The official was right on it. He made a decision, and we got the play right. Yeah. It was a great no call. When you frame by frame this, and that's why our game is great, if I frame something and it's still shot, I can probably make it whatever I want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the game is not played frame by frame. The game yeah. is played by the best athletes in the world at that speed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in the high 90s, our officials are making the right decisions the whole time. So technology is great. But let's remember that it's not played frame by frame. It's played at an extremely high speed. And it's not going to be coached, played, or officiated right. 100% of the time. Yeah. But boy, we're up there. All three areas are way up there. And that's why it's the best game in the world. Well, Al, so you've had to make important, critical decisions that have a lot of pressure riding into the process of it. Did you ever like just go home and your wife's like, what are we going to have for dinner? And you're like, no, I, I can't. You can't make this decision. decision right. were, were there ever instances where you're like, honey, I can't. I'm gassed. I've already done enough decision making today. You decide what we're going to eat. Well, first of all, when I got home and when I still come home from my, from my ACC venue, after 32 years, she's always in charge. That's Period. Nice. <laughs> okay. Happy wife, happy life, baby. Smart man Smart over man. there, Al. <laughs> Louder, Al. She's always, for the people she's always in charge. And then I realized also, seriously, that being gone when I was officiating for when I was in college football 12, 13 weeks a year, and then yeah. when I was in the NFL for 30 weekends a year, and then I moved to New York, 
still kept my family here. I went back and forth wow. X amount of time. I mean, you can't come back in here and make decisions. <laughs> and you're right, Will. I didn't want to make any decisions. Right. I didn't want to know if we were going someplace, just tell me what time I have to shower and shave and be ready. Period. And tell me what we're going to go eat. I didn't want to make any more decisions. The last <laughs> thing I want to do is make another decision. I was mentally drained. I was. It, it yeah. was. It's a lot. I can't it even It is a lot. Imagine. I can't even imagine. No, it's too much. Well, we made the best decision by having Al on the Al Huddle podcast. Al, we could talk to you forever. I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you so much, um, as Al. always, for sharing a little bit Thank more you. about your history um, and your love of the game that we, of course, love so much as well. We will definitely have you back. This was too much fun. Mil gracias, Alberto. <laughs> you guys need to come to Charlotte and MJ talk to him. He needs to have a cafecito. Okay, we're going to go to Charlotte and that will be his introduction. I love it. Okay. Uh, we're going. Okay. I love it. Thank you, Al. Thank you, Al. <laughs> Appreciate it. Con tiempo Mahomes quedó el balón vivo y es interceptado a la 30, a la 20, se va. Oh, the way. I'm trying to figure out what the translation <laughs> would be now in Spanish. I mean, I'm sure there is, but it can't. You know, I still think in English and have to translate. So that's interesting. I love those calls. Though. Those are the best calls. We and started the, the week. The enthusiasm, drama. right? Yeah. yeah, that was from the Thursday night game where Patrick Mahomes seemed very pedestrian. Is, mm. is he on your fantasy football team or no? No, but the Chiefs defense is. Ooh. And fun fact, they got me more points than my quarterback. Ooh. Was not a great fantasy. So are you going to say who your quarterback? Yes, Jalen Hurts is my quarterback in both Isn't that my amazing? leagues. I was like, I'm good. And this he was a, a fantasy football darling last year. Of course he yeah, was. One week. One uh, week. But by one of, in one of my leagues, <laughs> my opponent had the Cowboys defense. Ooh. And she got like 40 points or something Ooh. insane like that. Needless to say, I'm I'm. I'm, I'm down. I'm down this week in fantasy. Both my leagues? My. <laughs> Are you kidding? You know what? My team won, so I'll take it. My, if I have my, to lose for them to win, it's a sacrifice on me. My 10-year-old son, his team won. And Good for him. He had Brandon Ayuk. So an oh, Ayuk. Nice. And he was so excited yeah. about Ayuk scoring not once but twice that he changed his fantasy football name to I Juked You. Amazing. And that's his. I'm so bad at team names. Name. I know. Well, he he though he comes up with this stuff because he's so excited about it, and uh, just just it, the way that he was on Sunday morning, Aww. like so excited. It was I like Christmas. That. He's so into football, and that just goes to speak to to like this generation yep. is so into 100%. football yeah and where for us we had to find our way to get there yeah right yeah maybe we should have a mom so we can help me with my fantasy team because my god <laughs> it's not looking well i love that he had that team name i did name one of my teams platano power platano power yes <laughs> Platano Power. Oh, how I've missed you. Oh. Real briefly, for those people that haven't been listening maybe, maybe since day yes. one, describe yeah. what Platano Power means. So you hear the phrase Platano Power a lot in MLB, in baseball, because so many of the standout 
players are Dominican. True. So platanos, plantains, mm-hmm. a big part of the diet there. Love it. Anytime they hit a crazy home or they have crazy stats in a game, home run competition, it's because they had a little extra serving of platanos. It's good. <laughs> it's good fiber. It's good iron. Um, so I have decided to translate that into football. And look no further for my platano power players. It's a twofer. Okay. I think I know. I'm wearing the shirt. I think I know. Tua and Tyreek <laughs> Hill. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I was at the game, Will. I could not calm down. Mm. There was no calming down. I think that might have been the game of the weekend. I know that yep. Jets and, and um, you know, the Bills was a biggie. Yep. And that was exciting. Yeah. Exciting finish. But, boy, the back and forth between the it Chargers was so good. and the Fins. Yeah, a cardiac game, as they sometimes call it. It was just too much. But uh, I'll let you guys listen to why I chose it. Desde la formación, Pistol. El movimiento Monster va al lado derecho. El pase completo. Touchdown. ¿Quién más? Chita Tyreek I have to say it was it was tough in the stadium because there were I would say 60 40 Chargers fans to Dolphins fans. There was a lot of, but a lot of Dolphins, Dolphins fans, fans there for sure. Yeah. And you could hear it, but it was tough because then there was equal amount, if not a little bit more, than Chargers fans. So right. it was just roaring the whole time. But 466 pass yards for Tua. That is the most pass yards in a single game against the Chargers in NFL history. Tyreek, 11 receptions, 215 yards, two tugs in week one. And some of those tugs were just unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Um, he was so, on a different plane no from question. everybody else. He and said Tua, it. with great ball placement, by the yes. way, yes. you know, that touchdown that yeah. was like just over the defender's mm-hmm. head that yep. he dropped in perfectly. I will say there were a couple of times where we were getting a little, a little frustrated. There was a, a, a missed uh, extra point. Um, a couple of throws that didn't look spectacular and of quite a few drops there. But I'm just being hypercritical mm-hmm. because I want us to get even better every week but man was i proud i was so so happy that and I doing it against game. justin herbert right very tough and a chargers defense that was not easy no to go up against not, not easy, easy but but tyreek is almost impossible he is. to cover if you don't get hands on him which happened quite a few times throughout the game it's off to the races i think he said afterwards i'm not a cheetah I'm a lion. <laughs> a leon. <laughs> leon. My gosh. You can't tell me nothing this week. No. Nothing. No, no. It, is, it, is, it is a great day for you as a Dolphins <laughs> fan. And now another segment that we've done, but we haven't done in a while. And I talked about this before, that in Nicaragua, they would say el perro macho. Ooh. De, la, de, de piedra. That's what it was all the time in uh, in Nicaragua. My mom would Love say that. that it would be yelled out loud. El perro macho. We always talk about he's got that dog in him. Yep, he's got that yep. dog in him. Well, they've got that perro macho <laughs> in them. Perro macho. All right. So for my perro macho. Give it to us. My perro macho is Himi. Himi. Yeah. Jimmy G. Of the Las Vegas Raiders because of the fact that he's in a new environment totally. now. He has to go on the road. Divisional opponent. Yep. Do we want to hear a little taste of Himi? Absolutely. Let's do it right now. Quitarse de cálculos y de complicaciones. Y aquí consiguen mover las cadenas. Viene la carga. Garópolo. Tiene tiempo. Lo va a buscar por tierra. Allá va Garópolo. Tiene el primero y diez. Y los Raiders van a ganar el partido. 
Tener cuidado ahí, Jimmy. Y hacer cálculos y complicaciones. Calculations and complications. And you got to scramble. I, I will say my heart like drops a little bit every time he scrambles, but it, it, he was firm in that. It was the right decision. Good for him. Fired yeah. up on the sideline, too. I mean, listen, he's got the injury history, so there is that concern. And, and I have to say that offensive line for the Raiders did a great yeah. job of protecting yep. him. Yep. So he was able to, to go back there, be surgical. Him and Jacoby Myers had this really great synergy going, mm -hmm. right? And we'll see how Jacoby's feeling because he, he, he got concussed in that, in that right. play. But they were just, just completing pass after pass. And here he is making his debut, again, on the road against Sean Payton. Yes. And, and the new look... Broncos. Yeah. So, so for me, that's that's a perro macho right there. No uh, another perro macho has to be Christian McCaffrey. Let's go. He is Run. on the fantasy team. CMC, you want to hear a little more Christian McCaffrey? Please. You want to hear a little more Let's Christian go. McCaffrey? Let's go. Vamos. El cabo detrás de él está Brock Purdy. Por tierra con McCaffrey, buen corte, buen cambio de dirección con el giro. El bloqueo de Brandon Ayuk en campo abierto. A ver si prendiendo los motores, pisando el acelerador y ayudado por el bloqueo, consigue el touchdown. Ray Ray McLeod tuvo mucho que ver en esta jugada, eliminando del intento de tacleo a Patrick Peterson. Christian. Christian. What a play. 5.9 points in fantasy. The most of any player in either of my leagues. At least that was scaring me, and uh, yeah. we still lost. Yeah, Good grief. All right, yes, we got to we got to work with the rest of your team. But there, having <laughs> yeah. uh, Christian McCaffrey go off for that many yards, this offense was really potent against a team that a lot of people thought yeah. would be a playoff caliber team. Totally. And again, it's week one, but the 49ers looked really dominant yeah. there. And then you see Brandon Ayuk also made that great downfield block along with Ray Ray McLeod. I mean, yeah. this team is buying in. They just need to keep them healthy because there was a point in time I thought sure. you got to get Christian McCaffrey out of the game, mm -hmm. you know, because he's That's so enough. valuable, <laughs> right? Enough, right? They, they ran him and they ran him and they ran him. So uh, I would just say let's let's yeah. let's try to protect Christian McCaffrey as much as possible. But now they go into the Rams house. Woo! And they're going to face the Rams the at SoFi Stadium. Rams who played much better than anybody yes. anticipated this weekend. I mean, you might say that's the upset of the weekend. No you could make the no, argument. The upset that no one's talking about, right? By the way. I right? Agree. Uh, I, agree. I mean, in considering <laughs> what Without we thought. Without Cooper Cup. <laughs> right, without Cooper Cup, no, I know, and then and then just to have like you know you know uh, the the different guys that stepped up yep. for them that you didn't expect, and you just expected Seattle to roll over yeah. them. I mean, definitely a, a lot more, a lot more oomph, a lot more juice. More grit too. Yeah, 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 they had, they had a little bit more there, so that'll be a fun one to watch for as sure. well. It's you know, be a good one, and that matchup too here at SoFi is mm -hmm. always interesting yeah and loud very loud it's gonna be good and, and Rams like fans get get mad because they're 49er fans and say mm -hmm. it's levi south right sure. and so just thinking of the nfc championship game a couple of seasons ago yeah right how great here, that was wild i know wild wild D don't mention jaquaski tarto oh, yeah. shh, shh. <laughs> we don't do that. that good vibes only uh excellent excellent choices um mm -hmm. I think it's time for Ibunto, and for yeah. me is I can't wait to see how certain teams either rebound or continue Great. to build yes. off of week one. Because to your point, you're right. You're right. 
It's only one game in, but man, was it a good week. Yeah, no. I love this for us. I, I do too. So that's going to be my punto too. Is I want to see the the bounce back. I mean, we're talking like Joe Burrow did not do well mm -hmm. against the Browns. They have his number. Yep. That Browns defense was stout. Is ridiculous. Well, well, Miles Garrett was like he was he was playing around with the center where he's <laughs> like doing moves in front of him. That's where insane. yeah, and yeah. just 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 bum rushed. So yeah. Jalen Hurts, we were mentioning it. He didn't have a clean game. Then a strongly worded letter. Right, and then there's there's uh, Josh Allen who mm -hmm. we mentioned didn't have a clean game. No. So so there's a lot of these 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 players and these teams that you want to see. How are they going to bounce back? The Steelers. They can't be this bad, mm. right? It's just the Niners took it to them. Yeah. How are they going to to deal with adversity? Yeah, right. And, and even Mike Tomlin said we stunk. So we'll see how they come back, how they rebound. So that's my ipunto too. Sorry, I had it. a copy of you there. No, I get it. I mean, that's sort of like the feedback that everybody's seeing. Mm -hmm. We're off and rolling. Yes, We're off we are. Race as well. Love it. And guess what? We are off and rolling here on the El Huddle podcast. Hey, if you if you like what you hear, and we hope you do, mm -hmm. download, share, favorite, all those good things. We want to hear from you. Remember, this is like a familia, right? Yeah, this totally. is a this is the kind of atmosphere, el ambiente here, right? This, that we love. There's a yeah. lot that that uh, Latino voices that are out there that are like us, are fans. Like you, yep. exactly. So let's do this. Next episode of the El Huddle Podcast, Prima Hermana, siempre un gran placer. Always great. Let's do this again. <laughs> We're done. The El Huddle Adios. Podcast. Adios. Nos vemos. In Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.